Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Nick and Manny's Infinite Podcast. It's me. It's Manny. Nick's here. Hi, Nick. Hi, buddy. What's up? You just dabbed. Why'd you do that? Uh, They called me the last dab because I'm the spiciest chicken wing. They also call you the last dab because it stopped being relevant in like 2015. Wow. All right, fine. I'll just, just saying. I'll just leave. I'll leave. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us, guys. We will catch you next time for the actual Nuggies because he doesn't want to play ball. He doesn't want to play it long. Let's let's have a look at Manny's setup here. Let's get let's get a nice zoom in there, at least the best I can. So it looks like we got a bed there. We also have a bed behind me. This is my bedroom. Um, as as you can tell, I got the movies behind me and got the games over there. So you know, it's a pretty legit setup. I wonder how long he's gonna stay away because he knows how uh, uncomfortable I get when I have to uh, kill too much time by myself when I'm talking. And I'm getting more and more uncomfortable by the second, if you can't tell. I'm running out of things to say. So when I get nervous, I'm going to drink a bubbly. Did I see movement just now, or was that just me? No, he's still gone. Okay. All right, folks, what are we talking about? What are we going to talk about? I'll talk about the Chiefs. He's gone. This might be the the, op- the uh, opportune time to talk about the Chiefs. We're going back to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. We got this. Um, I'm not I'm not at all confident in this game, but uh, you know we're back. It, it's a fun accomplishment. Three and four years is pretty damn great. Uh, hope we can win our second one. You know I th- I think we have a lot more appearances in the Super Bowl ahead of us, but you know I'm not going to be confident because it's just in my nature to expect the worst because that's how I am, especially with football because like. 2018, when the Chiefs had their first incredibly good year, I was like confident they would go all the way and they didn't. And that really hurt. So had to uh, create a a coping mechanism for if and when we lost in big games. So I've been dealing with that the past couple of years and we've come up a little bit short. So I'm expecting that this year, but we have a good team and uh, hopefully they can get healthy in the next couple of weeks because they have a lot of guys who are kind of banged up and should be good to go by Super Bowl time. But you're not 100 percent sure. So waiting to hear about those injury reports again from practice and everything like that. Once they get back to practice, Ugh. there he is. Hi, buddy. Hello. What's up? Not much. You. Oh, uh, you know, just talking about uh, the Chiefs and the Super Bowl and all that. It's Chiefs Eagles, right? Chiefs Eagles. Yes. Mm, I'm going to go Eagles. I think that's the smart bet. They are the current betting favorite right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go By Eagles. A point and a half. So sad news: Bills did not make it. Bengals got eliminated. What a game, though! They <laughs> Chiefs got a penalty for taunting. <laughs> that that might be the funniest penalty I've seen this season. Yeah, t- I mean, taunting in general is a stupid. Like, I get it, but also it's such a stupid. It's just such a stupid penalty. Like, I I, I would say this no matter whoever got a taunting penalty because like it's part of the game. Players talk trash. It's what they do. Exactly. It, it doesn't affect the game at all. It shouldn't be a 15 yard penalty, but it is what it is. They're trying to stop it. So they made it way too harsh of a penalty. That that was their idea. You know, football's too soft these days. These guys. Oh, yeah. They're uh, football. Not enough. Been... Not enough brain trauma for my liking. Let's get more. No, brain no, trauma no, 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 no. There needs to be more taunting. There needs to be victory dances. OK, I want to see the touchdown mm-hmm. gritties that everyone's doing. Uh, well, we can leave those in the past, I think. What, what do you not like the gritty? You over the gritty? No. Yeah, I was over it like week one. Right, I don't even well, know if it was around last year, but. Okay, but what are your thoughts on the Mick Gritty? The what? The Mick Gritty. Oh, the Mick Riddle? Yes. 
say it like a normal human being. Says that McGriddle fucks. It's, I'm it's saying fantastic. it the way Jay does. A Mickey gritty. Okay. Since when do you say anything like Jay does? You hate the way Jay says things. It's true. Constantly. I do. Yes. Why would I expect you to say it like Jay does? I don't we know. have a whole precedent of you doing the exact opposite of this. Exactly. Anyway, the McGriddle <laughs> is good. When they had the chicken McGriddle on the menu, that was top tier. I never I, had I wish it. they had the chicken McGriddle and biscuit. I never. Yeah, they had don't it. have them anymore. Yeah. I hope they bring it back because they were around on the menu for like four years. They were around for a good long while. Yeah. No, I never had a chicken McGriddle or like the like chicken biscuit sandwiches. So I've mm-hmm. never experienced chicken in the morning. It was officially called a McChicken biscuit for the record. It was technically a, Mc- a McChicken. Like it like the chicken was the same as you would put on as you would make for the McChicken. I saw someone today called the fish of filet a McFishin. You just said the fish of filet. I don't know, filet of fish? Yes, filet of fish. Yes, fine, the filet of fish. Point is, they were calling it a McFishin. That's not the worst pun. Not the worst wordplay I've ever heard. I, I think <laughs> no, that's acceptable. it's not. Yeah. I've never had a filet of fish, nor have I ever seen anybody actually order a filet of <laughs> fish. I don't want one. Person. It, it's there, like, for variety's sake, I understand, but, like, I've never, ever seen anybody actually get it. I know. I've, I don't know of anyone that has eaten a McFishin. <laughs> I feel like it's just there for the lulls now. <laughs> no, but people like okay, it. Okay, Elena, that's fair. Don't, don't give me your reasonable answer, Elena. I don't want to hear it. Let us have oh. our narrative, please. Yes, it's true. Okay, don't break the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about breaking the narrative, let's talk about the DC slate from James. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to talk about it. This is where I leave. Yeah, not going to talk about that. If you want people's thoughts, go seek their thoughts. We don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it. I don't even have thoughts. Well, yeah, I mean, I know that. Alden Ring told you that the first two minutes of the game. Hey, oh, <laughs> what a what, what a great one. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a real zinger he's got there. These AirPods are not staying in. This is this is not fun. So it's slipping out. Yes, it's slipping out. Slipping and sliding. Put it back in. <laughs> well, it's because I'm moving around so much. I think that's what's causing it. That's what's making it happen more than usual. Because if I'm just sitting in my chair playing a game, the AirPods not going to fall out like at all while I'm sitting down. Gotcha. So it's gotcha. all this. All this with the chair and bobbing my head around when I'm talking. That's what does it. Mm. That's fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Did you already talk yeah. about the uh, the Nuckies tonight? Yeah, I don't think we said. The uh, Nuckies are back, folks. The uh, now annual award show where I come up with some random ass ideas for arbitrary awards and I give them out. That'll be at the end of the show, I think. It will be at the end of the show. Might be another short mm-hmm. one this week. Doesn't seem like we'll, we'll have a whole lot to talk about. But you did mention yeah. something earlier. You said when you're in your chair playing games, we have been playing games. I know Nick's been playing one game. I've been playing two games, three games technically. Two. But yeah. Oh, wow. Nick, would you like to start us off with what you've been playing this week? Uh, Yeah, let me burp real quick. <laughs> uh, don't burp in the mic because I'm a professional. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I haven't been playing as much the last week or so. Elden Ring's been the the, the game I've been playing most. So I'm, I'm like 45 hours in on that. I got to what I think might be the final boss, but I'm still too low level for it. So I'm going around doing other stuff before I get to him. Um, I can probably get a, an, another 20 plus hours out, out of it right now before I get to him and actually feel really comfortable with the boss fight. I've got to find some stuff to do that's like at my level or a little bit like a little bit below my level to actually level up meaningfully because... Just going around in the open world takes way too much for me now um, to actually level up. So all the stuff I would keep grinding at the beginning to actually level up is not working for me anymore because I need so many runes now to level up. So 
we'll see we'll see what i do to get to that point but i need to go level up before i start fighting the really big bosses but i'm still loving elden ring i haven't played it as much the last week or so but that's the elden ring update i'll have more next time maybe i'll have beaten it by the time we come back maybe you will have probably not yeah, and we'll other see. than that other than that i think just fifa like i've been playing fifa here and there finally played steph in fifa i don't know if we had played yet the last time we did the pod you had uh that was the whole reason that was the whole reason i got this fifa to begin with because it wasn't on game pass i had to pay actual money for it so that was the reason i got that and i've been playing fifa online a lot in general and i'm pretty decent at it jb seemed impressed and he's like division one in fifa yeah that is true but let's be let's be fair you were playing against Steph, and I'm not saying that Steph's a bad player, not at all. But we know that the drinky winkies had been flowing. So my drinky winkies had also been flowing. I was a couple uh, twisties deep at that point. This I was is feeling true. It. Yeah, you were feeling I it last feeling week, it. which glad to hear you're safe. Oh, especially now. last week. You're good now. Yeah. So I'd love to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I was good that night. It was just it was just typical drunk stuff happening. Nothing crazy was yeah. happening. Yeah, last week, I had though. a bathroom two steps away from me. That was all that was like I was fine. Yes. But yeah, FIFA Elden Ring. Yeah, just the huge. That's pretty much all I've been playing in January. Are those two games, that you know, I check true. in on my Animal Crossing Island once a week. So my villagers don't leave me. And that's pretty much it. Animal Crossing. I tried to get back into it and I said, I know I just can't. I can't do it. I, I try every couple that's months fine. and it it's just impossible for me impossible even though you, even though you do try every couple months to me impossible would be like you'd never try it again that's true listen i did try gotham knights again and then i was like oh, i can't do this. this again listen i want to give it a this fair again. chance i want to give it a fair chance okay i need how to... many times have you played through it how many fair chances I've does never it need? i haven't finished it what i've never finished it Oh, for fuck's sake. That's how much of a fair chance I've given it, <laughs> is that I have not finished this game. Here, I thought you had. No. I thought you just, they just plowed through it, like, weren't enjoying it, but you powered through it. No, I uninstalled so. it and stopped. And I'm like, all right, I can't do this. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, it's been two months. They've updated the game. Maybe things are fine now. I went to go do a mission on one side of the map, because that's where they told me to be. Right. They said, yeah, these enemies, these enemies, these enemies will spawn over here. I was there for two hours, Nick. Nothing ever spawned mm -hmm. there. I went mm. to the opposite side of the map and that's where they spawned. Sounds like a good game to me. Oh, it's awful. But you know what is a good game? Hi-Fi Rush. All right, go ahead. This bud. game, this game, folks, I've been streaming it. I streamed all of it minus, I think, an hour. And I played that off stream. Um... But I played all of that on stream. And what a delightful game. See, last week, dang, it's already been a week. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. I feel like it's been longer than that and also shorter at the same time. But last week, Microsoft had their developer update, right? Their deep dive uh, developer direct. And one of the games that was surprise announced was from Tango Gameworks, who does The Evil Within, and they did Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, it's a new game called Hi Fi Rush. And basically, this game is perfect for me it's a game from the sega genesis era which you're gonna say all right you have you are too young to know what that is anyways it looks like how it, <laughs> you are it looks like jet set radio right it has sort of that cell shaded hip city yep. aesthetic okay mixed with also sunset overdrive which people know is my favorite game of all time and it's a rhythm combat game uh with a comic book slash anime aesthetic 
I love this game. Nick, I think I saw you playing it for a little bit. Uh, what did you think about it so far of what you've played? I got through the first boss, which is probably about an hour or so, give or take a little bit. I think it was like an hour and six logged on the game. Um, so I got through the first boss, got through a lot of the tutorial stuff. Um, the concept is very fun. I don't like the writing is not my favorite thing in the world. It's just the type of, you know, quirky stuff that doesn't appeal to me, as you know. Um, I got through it like it's like the game was fun enough outside of that for me to get through it. Um, I struggle with the actual uh, like actually fighting to the beat. Like it's like one thing too many for me to actually pay attention to when I'm doing it. So um, I'm, I don't, I'm not always on time with the beat. So that affects me in combat a little bit. But all in all, I'm having fun. Like it was not the perfect start that I hoped it would be. And I personally don't. I think the jumping in particular feels bad. That's the one thing that kind of annoys me when I'm moving around in the game. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go back to it hopefully soon. El I did play Elden Ring again, which I hadn't in like a week. So uh, let's hope that doesn't distract me too much because I do want to keep keep sticking with this game. I liked what I played. I'm not blown away yet, and I hope I hope I start enjoying it more. But don't take that to mean that I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure you're not going to like the writing, but I think like what the the writing has been a thing of not controversy or anything like that but because forspoken came out last week and they have oh, yeah. similar writing styles uh twitter has been a cesspool for generations but they were talking about like well why is uh hi-fi rush being more well received than this and the general thesis that people had was well it's baked into their general aesthetic and their general feel and the general tone of what they're going for whereas uh, for spoken is trying to take itself super seriously and it just makes it look embarrassing with that writing but obviously it's not going to be for everyone so i totally get that that's fine me personally i liked it and i like the cutscenes. oh god the, the game looks great i love the way the game looks it's so good i love the enemy uh designs and the boss battles there's i think like the last three boss fights all bangers they were all bangers. The last one took me a while because uh, they introduce a parry mechanic and it's not, uh, I don't want to say not conventional or not good or anything like that, but it's different in a way that I don't like, I'll say. Um, so I had to get used to that. And as for timing, um, there's a couple things that helped me get through that. It was one just not even trying to like look and just listen to the music and the second one was once you i don't think this is a spoiler you, you've met peppermint correct yeah i just did all right so you meet peppermint and then she takes you to like the hideout okay in that hideout you can talk with peppermint and she has a like training room where you can mm -hmm. like train to the music and stuff so that also helped me sort of get a feel for when i should be hitting attacks um, because that's mm -hmm. something that I also struggled with at first was getting timing. And I'm still not great with the timing at all. But I feel like I notice it a lot more of being like, all right, so we're going to do this combo into that. This is when I should start hitting and stuff. So it did start to click with me maybe midway through the game, I would say, is when I really started to click. Um, outside of that, like I said, com uh, like the boss fights, I think they're really good. Uh, there's one on a stage i'll just say that i think is awesome and there's a great knuck reference in there too that when it came up on stream me and steph freaked out so that's really fun and other than that i really just enjoyed the characters in the world that they've built and it's just so fun and refreshing to see 
a, an Xbox game in general, but also a game that's yeah. very confident in what it's doing and how it's different. And it's just working for me. So I recommend it. I beat it all. It took me about 11 hours or so, but also I'm bad at the game. So take <laughs> that into account. But it took me about 11 hours. And then there is endgame stuff that you can do, um, but I won't spoil what any of those things are. Overall, it's a, it's a very fun, good game that I hope people go play. $30 on Steam, $40 for the uh, like special edition, or you can play it on Game Pass on Xbox and PC. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what I played. I am looking forward to getting back to it and uh, hoping some of the early kinks that I found in the game iron themselves out a little bit. I don't know if... I don't know if ironing out is the word, but maybe you just accommodate for them. Yeah, Yeah. I think maybe accommodate is the word. But yeah, I I definitely had those things early on, too. I'm just gonna say, I think as far as the 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 writing and the style of I think the fact that it is so committed to its its to its aesthetic, uh, easy for me to say, that's so committed as far as that goes into the overall writing style. I think that, like, I can forgive it as something that's, like, not totally for me a bit more because, like, you mentioned Sunset Overdrive. I felt the same way about that game. I didn't really care for the the writing or anything like that, but I found actually exploring in the gameplay itself to be fun enough that I could easily keep going through that game. So I'm hoping it's more of the same for me here because, like, there's a bunch of games that I don't care for or about the story at all, and I don't really like the characters saying it like much at all and i can still enjoy it just because the gameplay is fun and this game has a very fun gimmick and i think i'll stick with it because of that like it can overcome the stuff that i don't care about as much yeah and the other thing i completely forgot about are you playing on streamer mode or not on streamer mode not on streamer mode because i'm not streaming it okay, i just so, decided to turn it off okay so you are getting the license tracks uh, I am. I played without the license track, and I really love the score that they use for the game. And it's not posted anywhere, and I'm sad because I want that soundtrack to be available. Um, obviously, it was okay. created with like songs from I think it's Nine Inch Nails and a bunch of other artists uh, that mm-hmm. they use songs from. And there was a really interesting one, uh, or really interesting interview, I should say, with the creator of the game. Where he said back when he was in college, Trent Reznor essentially released a bunch of stems, like guitar stems, for songs that they had done. And they, uh, Trent Reznor was saying like, yeah, just go create your own things with this. And because of that, that's essentially what started to inspire this guy to think about this game and create this game. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he was saying, like, maybe it gets to him at some point and he ends up seeing this. But it's just cool how those things influence one person in a small way yeah. to where it can be something like this. And it's very different for them to release this kind of game. Yeah. And and uh, the whole shadow drop, I think, was fun. And it kind of only works because the Game Pass game, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if they just shadow dropped it and the only way to play it was to spend 30, 40, like 60 bucks even on it. Like, it wouldn't have made a splash at all. I think Game Pass was like. They knew what they had with Game Pass, and that was why they did what they did. But as a general rule, that's probably not a good idea to shadow drop something you invest a lot of money into. I agree. It depends. It really does depend on the game because, like this, perfect game to shadow drop. But Starfield, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit more like hesitant about that because that's been something that people were saying. Maybe Starfield shadow drops. We'll we'll see. Bethesda is known to release games quickly, not quickly, but they'll announce something do a deep dive on it and then it'll be out a couple months later so maybe they do the same thing here obviously it's been a year since we saw starfield but regardless uh that's the big next thing to look forward to unless you're planning to get hogwarts legacy or anything else but 
there was another game that came out last week that I no this week that I played. I started playing it yesterday. Any guesses? Okay. You stream this? I did not stream it. Yeah, I I'm drawing a blank. I can't even think of what just came out. I played SpongeBob SquarePants: The Cosmic oh. Shake. I did see you playing this. Yeah, so this is the latest SpongeBob 3D platformer, similar into the vein of like Battle for Bikini Bottom. Essentially, it's the same team that remade that game, the rehydrated version that came out a couple years ago. But it's that same yep. team, and they're back with a new SpongeBob 3D platformer, and it's been delightful. It's something that I've I didn't really feel like streaming a because I'd have to meet the music because they don't have that workaround yet. So unfortunately, can't do that yet. But I just wanted to play this one on my own time. I was gifted it from a friend. So thank you very much. You know who you are. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've I've just been playing it. It's fun. It's nice and sweet. And that's perfectly what it needs to be. And it's doing it well. So I've been enjoying that. I didn't know this was a new game. I had not heard anything about it. So I kind of thought when I saw you playing it that it was an old SpongeBob game from like the 360 era. That was just my assumption. No, no, this is a uh, this is a new game that came out okay it's also a budget title i think it's 40 bucks so it's another that's kind of what i figured it's another as people say in the industry like a double a game essentially Mm -hmm. yeah i've seen like nothing about this which surprises me i saw ign give it like a four or a five and their reasoning (laughs) was that well it's just another spongebob 3d platformer and it's like yeah, that's what they were going to make. It's $40. <laughs> like, what did you expect? You expected Elden Ring from SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake? Like, no, it's... Also, <laughs> also IGN of all people. Look at what they give every Call of Duty game. That's all I, I want to say. I know. It was so weird to... Because I know that people don't like Sponge... Like, not people. Critics, for some reason, don't like SpongeBob games. Uh... Because they did the same thing with Battle for Bikini Hyde Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. They're like, it's too similar to the other game. It's like it's a remaster of it's the other game. I don't know what you what do you want from it? So that was funny to see. But I'm like, no, it just it feels like an episode of SpongeBob that's drawn out into a couple hours, some good character interactions. Patrick has some good lines, like when you go to a like uh saddle not a saddle ranch but like a horse ranch and like a range and all that mm-hmm. stuff patrick just goes i like ranch like dumb stuff like that where patrick's just being stupid like i don't know it's fun enjoyable it's a nice easy platformer to sort of enjoy going through bikini bottom and seeing the different ways that they're using the characters i know squidward's uh like whole section because the whole point is you're trying to rescue your friends from different not multiverses but like dimensions i guess and so squidward mm-hmm. and pearl are on a movie set and so that entire okay. section is pearl being an assistant director and squidward being a director and you trying to complete tasks for them on set so that's one that i'm looking forward to playing through mm-hmm. but yeah uh, it's what i thought it was going to be yeah there's nothing wrong with that like if you know what it's going to be like I feel like and if it if it delivers on what you want or expect it to be, I feel like that's not the end of the world if it's just like that. Agreed. It, it's perfectly yeah. fine doing what it's doing. I, I really mm-hmm. don't see the issues with it. I mean, games like that have their place. Yeah, exactly. Games like that have their place. And that's perfectly fine. Not everything has to be an Elden Ring or yada yada. I don't care. 
give me some double A games, give me some indie games, and I'm happy throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, is the whole voice cast in this? From the, show? the whole voice cast is in this. Clancy Brown actually came back from Mr. Krabs, and he rarely does wow. that because uh, sounds like sounds like some DC shit. Yeah, Battle for Bikini Bottom doesn't have Clancy Brown voicing Mr. Krabs. Really? Did they not just? Did he not do the original game, or is it just? No, the... he didn't do the original game. Okay. So he doesn't do the games ever slash super often. So having him here is actually really nice because it's original Crab's voice and I like it. I like it. I feel like he has a bunch of other video game credits though. Maybe I'm wrong. He does. Clancy Brown's an interesting actor. I really do enjoy his work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Like, and I see him pop up in live action stuff every now and then like he was in the Dexter revival a year or two ago, whenever that was, he was really good. And like on top of that, he's just a prolific voice actor. So most voice actors, I feel like, especially if you know if they're on a show like that, they'll do any video games or any specials or anything like that. That like if if it's something that's bigger, like you know the Star Wars Lego Holiday Special we watch, none of the actors are in there except the couple of people you'd expect. They don't do anything else. But this is this is not a case like that. No, I'm looking through the last video game he did was Detroit Become Human in 2018. Okay. Before Maybe this. he does a little bit less than I thought. Oh wait, no, Lego DC Supervillains. He was Lex in that, but that was also 2018. There you go. But other than that, yeah, TV shows, the usual stuff that he's doing. This has been Clancy Brown chat. Clancy Brown, good actor. Go, go watch his stuff. I'm a fan. I think there's one other thing that I've been playing. Oh yeah. So when we started getting really into the Twitch scene back two years ago, essentially, uh, I played through Lego Batman three. Right. Don't know if people remember that. I lost my saves for that game because of Epic. So I went and replayed it. And let me tell you, that game has grown on me tremendously. I think it's actually a pretty underrated Lego game. Like, for some reason, I really do enjoy that game. I think it's one of the best character rosters um, that they've ever done. I really like the level design. I've seen some people call it meh, and I'm like, no, I actually really like it minus a couple missions but other than that it it wasn't that bad to replay through and i actually did enjoy my time but the main issue is still the way that they handled the hub world area because it's all they're all different planets and so they're all spheres and so it feels really small but that being said the designs and the aesthetics for them are all good so it's one of those things where you can look back and you can say no there are things that that work in here but it's just missing a couple things but that's really the third game that I played. Uh, Midnight Suns, I'll, I've also been playing through uh, slowly but surely. And that's also a good tactics Marvel game. And I've been having fun with that as well. I think that's all the game talk. And I don't really want to talk about the Xbox event that happened last week. It's, it's what I thought it was going to be. And that's perfectly fine. So that's it. But other okay. than that, we also do watch a lot of movies. At least we try. We try. I've been failing. I've been slacking for like the last six months in that regard. Yeah, and I'm broke, so I can't see new movies. So I just try mm-hmm. to catch up on whatever is on the services. But I did watch a couple of them. One of them is new. Okay. The other three were... No, two of them are new. Two of them are rewatches. Nick, have you ever heard of this small little movie called Sing Street? Heard of it. Have I ever told you that this movie fucks? I think you have. I think you might have told me that once or twice. I think this is... I feel like it's something we might talk about kind of often. Yeah, Sing Street. What a great movie. Rewatched it. Still love this movie. So good. I I remember when there was all like the talk about it when it came out. And I was like, all right, I'll watch mm-hmm. this. I'll be the cool one 
in the group and be like, oh, you guys haven't heard of this small movie back then? Right? I was that asshole. Uh, oh, there's but, nothing better than being that person when you're 15. That's the best feeling. Oh, it's so good. And then especially <laughs> when you get other people to like the movie. Yes. And you're like... When it works. Ugh. Exactly. You're when you're like, nine. all right, let's watch this movie called Sing Street. You, you might like it. And then they end up loving it. I know that happened to one of my friends and then another person that uh, they really liked the movie by the end of it. So, I, A, I love the movie for that reason. But B, it's just so good. I love the characters in this movie. It's got pretty dry humor, but in a way that works for me. Littlefinger's also good in here. Um, but mm-hmm. the standout to me is still Jack Rayner. I don't know what it is. I really love him in this movie. He reminds me of me and my brother. Um, even though like we haven't had, you know, going through a divorce or anything like that. But just like the relationship that the two of them have, I really love. So Jack Rayner's a king. Well, I don't know if he's done anything bad, but the acting in the movie, very good. And that final sequence still gets me. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would never call any person I don't know a king. I'm, I'm going to avoid that because you never know. Um, did you hear the news about some people involved in this movie? No. I believe it might have played at Sunday. Oh, Florence. Yeah, the, the yeah. movie from John Carney with Jack Rayner in it, which is yeah. going to be coming this year, it seems like. So that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. That, that should be a fun movie to watch. I need it in my veins, inject it to me now. But I've heard great <laughs> things about it. People have been saying that it's really good. Next movie I watched, I'm just going to go in order, uh, was a movie starring Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, everyone. What could it be? Hmm. I feel like he hasn't done that many movies. What could it be? What could it be? I legit am not th- I'm, I'm not thinking of what it is right now. Interesting. Interesting. It's, uh, let me, let me think. it's also got Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's got Jonah Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Man, you're hitting it out of the park. Two movies I absolutely fucking love. Uh, you're almost at three strikes, bud. <laughs> look at us. Look at the baseball <laughs> analogy. We're so good. It's so good. Anyways, we uh, watched... Uh, I watched Moneyball. It's really That's good. Right. It's numbers the movie, but it's always really interesting. Yeah. Like I said, guys, the, there are some sports that I like, some that I don't. I like baseball in general, uh, but even then, I have my own issues with it. But Moneyball... And sports movies in general are really good. They are. It's, That's probably my favorite sports movie. It's so good. You, it's if, very enjoyable. If you consider it a sports movie, it is a sports which I movie. Do, then, yeah, depends on what how you define how you define that to be. It's about a sport, but it's also not too much about what's happening on the field, and you're not really following specific players or anything. That would be my whole argument against it. But it's still a sports movie. Superman also bringing up Remember the Titans. I know you don't love that movie, but I like the movie. What? Remember when the Titans. You- well, I was looking through your box. Maybe it's not your box. Maybe it's someone else's box. But I was looking through them. I don't know what I rated it, but I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But I always like that movie. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that movie. Yeah. Alana bringing up Babylon. I will that get was where my, when it, That was where my mind immediately went. I'm not going to get 20 bucks I knew for it. it wasn't that again. When it comes to yeah. Paramount Plus, I will rewatch it or whatever. It's Paramount, right? It's all you, bud. So when it comes to Paramount Plus, I will rewatch it because. I've been seeing the Twitter, the Twitter going crazy for it already because it got. You knew it was gonna fucking happen. Any whenever every movie gets on VOD now, it happens every fucking movie, and it's gonna be nine times worse for a movie that people didn't like. Yes, that's just what's gonna be. 
Yes. All the defenders are going to get very loud because you're the only people watching it on VOD. Yes. And generally, like, I still lean towards liking the movie, right? So I do, too. I, so I still lean overall. that way overall. But it's funny, people being like, in 10 years, people are going to look back at this and see the masterpiece that it is and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I really hope I'm one of those people. I really do hope that I am one of those people. I will eat my foot if that is the case. Genuinely. All right. But when we're here, when we're here live on Twitch 2 in uh, 10 years from now. Manny's going to eat his foot. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. And, I, and I'll title it Cannibalism Stream for Elena. That, that's, that'll be the <laughs> title of the stream. <laughs> oh, we're so terrible. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> He's still going over there. It's just funny to think about that. Just imagine that. Uh, uh, anyway, Moneyball. It's it's it was good. Oh yeah, that. very enjoyable. I really liked uh, the whole idea of Moneyball, which is not looking specifically at runs, but looking at getting on base and seeing the way that it clicks. Obviously, there's stuff that's been dramatized, dramatized, um, yeah, and so on and so forth. But the idea of it is very interesting, and it's cool to see the way that they handled it. And I like it. And Brad Pitt's good in it. Oh, was there a specific reason you watched it? It was on Showtime and I wanted to watch it. In my head, I'm still thinking you watch movies for class, even though you're not in school anymore, because you you were watching movies in or for class a lot. Mm-hmm. So it, that just seemed like something you would have to watch for a class, maybe. It didn't seem like no. something that you would just willingly watch to me. Well, no, I've been wanting to watch Moneyball, but I just okay. haven't. Uh, every time that I've wanted to, it's gotten taken off of services. And so yeah. it was on Showtime. I'm like, all right, I'm finally going to watch it. So mm-hmm. that's why I watched Funnyball. I'll jump to another one and then I'll get to the la- to the second to last one that I saw. I rewatched okay. Baby Driver, the Edgar Wright you joint. Did, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to watch it, A, because I haven't Lots seen- of kings in that movie. Oh, God. Uh, I wanted to watch it, A, because I hadn't seen it in a while. In a while, I mean like a couple of years, which for me is a long time. Um, but also because Hi-Fi Rush is very much derived from the idea of things being in sync with music and uh, that movie has the same things so i rewatched it and i know that it, for me personally it's been rougher to watch given everything that's come out about the two leads i would say and i still feel like that really affected my watch of it i feel like i'm liking it less and less each time that i watch it i still think the action in it is great and i love the third act and i love the the beginning the opening car chase i think all that stuff is great but i don't really feel like the lead is that good in that movie um so it kind of makes the rest of it kind of hard to see and i feel like it kind of i don't say that it drags a little bit but maybe it's because i've seen it so much i'm like okay i know what's coming up next let's just start going to the next part but that being said, there are still great moments. Like I mentioned, the opening car chase, the last 30, 40 minutes, I would say, was all great as well. I think the supporting cast is all really good surrounding them. Lily James doesn't have a whole lot to do in it, but I think she's good in that role. But it's uh, it's one that I'm sad to see my opinions sort of evolve this much after watching it. Yeah, I've seen it. I think just the one time and it was after the spacey stuff was known mm-hmm. i think it was before all the other stuff and like i'm generally someone who if something came out before i knew a person was terrible i can watch it and be fine and like 
my whole rationale is like I won't support anything new they do going forward. But if I go back and watch something, I can do that and it doesn't really affect things too heavily for me. Mm-hmm. As a general rule, there's exceptions, but I found that movie easy enough to watch. Like it didn't didn't bother me too heavily actually watching it from scene to scene. Obviously, there's a couple lines that if you post them out of context, they look very bad painting him in a particular light. Obviously, yeah, when I got you know to that ones. scene, yeah, when I got to that yeah. scene, I was like, oh, there's the line. Yeah. So like moments like that are really awkward, um, even though they weren't the movie's intent, obviously. Um, but I'm someone who like I can tolerate some of that stuff, like just actually watching a movie. I can go back and watch something and be fine with it. But if people can't, like I totally understand. My mileage yeah. is just a little bit different. Yeah. And, I, I will never see another movie he's in like ever. Like if he does anything new from here on till, till he dies, I'm not watching it. Yeah. And it was hard because when that movie came out, like that was my movie. That was like my life. I really loved that movie growing up growing up weird but when i saw it up don't don't you fucking say (laughs) when i saw don't you dare when i saw it i really did love it and i was very much into it and it's just kind of sad to see that movie not be as big of i guess my loves i don't know but it's just sad to see it drift away from me each time but I don't think it's bad. Something that happens. I don't think it's bad. No, I still no, no. think it's good. Yeah, I still think I'll like it whenever I watch it again. I don't think I've ever rewatched an Edgar Wright movie. I think all the ones I've seen, I've only seen once. Now that I'm thinking about it, mm. and I've seen most, if not all, of his movies, and except for the last one he did, and all those I've only seen once. I think. What's the Cornetto trilogy? Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver, Last Night in Soho. Yeah, I haven't seen Last Night in Soho. I've seen the rest of those. I've not seen all once. at World's End. That's the only one I haven't the- seen. You mean the world's end? Sorry, the, world's end is, the uh, world's end. Pirates. Yes, that's what it is. Yes, I haven't seen yeah. the world's end. Uh, if they're like streaming, a, anywhere, we're not missing anything, are we? I don't think so. Right? It feels like there's something missing, but I don't. Yeah, think there that's is. like 20 years of movies, but there's only six that we just named. Yeah, I haven't seen whatever that uh, musician documentary he did. I never saw that. If you want to count that, I don't remember who it was even about. I sort of remember it, but not really. So, but yeah, I remember it kind of that. being a big deal when it came out. And then the last movie that I watched was dun, 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 Teen Wolf the movie. Guys, it's finally out after I think it's five, five or six years since uh, since the last season of Teen Wolf. We're back with the movie. The whole gang is here. Unless you're Dylan O'Brien and Arden Cho. Uh, and man, do you feel their absence. In general, it's it's not that good it's like a okay episode of the last season which isn't saying a whole lot you really do miss dylan o'brien like styles is just the man he was one of the main reasons why people watch that show and why season three is so good and then you can clearly see where arden cho's character was supposed to be and they did not even try to hide it so they just sort of gave that character a different name and uh, you really do feel it. And it sucks because Arden Cho left, A, because she didn't get correct compensation for her work. Uh, her other co-stars were getting paid in amount and she was getting paid half of that. And then also she's just had terrible relations with MTV after they wrote her off of the sixth season without even really telling her. So she finished the fifth season, assuming that she would come back. And then the sixth season, they were like, uh, yeah, the character's not coming back. And it sucks because this movie takes a lot from her mythology and stuff. So that's really terrible to see. But outside of that, 
the reports are saying that the script was not even finished when they started shooting. And you can really feel that. Also, this movie's two hours and 20 minutes long. It does not I need to believe this when you told me. <laughs> I know it, the way that you <laughs> felt about Elvis when you checked the length and you're like, I'm not uh-huh. even halfway through this. That's how I felt about this because I looked at it and I'm like two hours and 20 minutes. I thought this was going to be like an hour 45 max max. And it was two hours and 20 minutes. It's way too long. You can cut so much from this movie. And outside of that, the characters just don't really hit the same way. And they're all pretty much the same from when the show ended. They haven't really evolved since then. So it's just kind of out there. If you want to see the characters come back and the actors come back again to reprise the roles. I don't know if I'd say it's a cash grab, but it doesn't feel as made with love as I want it to be. So those are my general thoughts on it don't really have much else to say about it it's hard to call anything that gets put just on streaming a cash grab to me because like you're not making any direct profit from it yeah and i don't think you're getting a ton of subscribers to paramount plus that weren't there already just for a teen wolf movie not significantly no you got them for yellowstone yeah you get them for yellowstone or not even yellowstone because the, they don't have the streaming rights for uh, for yellowstone and paramount plus that's on uh, peacock it's for all the uh, Yellow, Yellowstone spinoff shows. I know. Why do I know all this? It's because I have parents that are the Yellowstone age and they love all, all those shows. What's um, the name of the uh, the sly one that, that that came out? Oh, I believe that's Tulsa King. Tulsa King. I hear Tulsa King is good. I actually hear it's good. Yeah, um, and then the Jeremy Renner show, Mayor, Mayor of Kingstown? Kingstown. Yeah, not Easttown. No, that's Ma- but that's also Mayor. M-A-R-E. Yeah, M-A-R-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like when I hear when I say one of them aloud, I think of the other one. Even though I've never watched either of those shows, not a second. Um, and then you got Halo. You can't forget about Halo on Paramount Plus. Yeah, there was Halo. You actually can forget about Halo. It's very easy. I've I've done that. I only saw the first episode. I- yeah, I I stuck through that whole season, and I'm probably gonna watch season two when it comes out. But it's yeah, not good. I'm just trying to think of everything Paramount Plus has now. They've got those Avatar movies in a couple years. Top Gun, allegedly. Top Gun. What do you say? Oh, Top Gun. I mean, that's not an original. It's not an original, but you, yeah, you, you buy Paramount to watch Top Gun. Yeah, that's that's what you buy Paramount for. At that, yeah, I'm sure they very strategically released it around Christmas, so everybody would subscribe to it to watch it on Christmas. Yeah, but Top Gun's good. Go watch Top Gun, guys. I don't know if we talk about that movie a lot, but I think go we watch did. that. But now that we're talking about shows, Paramount Plus. Now that we're talking about shows. I remembered the show that's been dominating the last couple of weeks, but first. Nick, what have you been watching, if anything, that you want to share? Um, well, I just mentioned Avatar. I can mention that I'm watching two episodes a week of Avatar The Last Airbender and four episodes in. It's good so far. It's good, right? Yeah, it's good. It's not my favorite show in the history of shows or anything. It might be. It might grow to be that over time. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so far, so good. I like all the characters. And I don't have a ton more thoughts beyond that, except it's easy to watch and it's good for kids, it's good for adults, and it's very accessible, and I think all that stuff is good. And we'll see if it keeps going. Like, we'll see if I like it more as it keeps going, that's what I meant to say. I sure hope so. But yeah, I've been making sure that you've been doing your homework of two episodes a week. Because by then, mm-hmm. you'll finish the show be- before the year's over. So, and I feel like that's pretty Oh, yeah, yeah. There's reasonable. like, what, 50-something episodes? 60. 60-something? Okay. Yeah, so if I, if I do two a week, that's like a little over halfway through the year. Some ways I'll probably do more of that of, of it if I'm getting really into it and I have the time. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, Jay brings we'll a see. good point. We'll we should watch the finale together. The issue is, 
I don't feel like this is a spoiler. The finale is four episodes. Mm. So I feel like that's one where you have to sort of say like, all right, I have this entire week. I'm just going to sit down and watch these two hours of content and we're going to enjoy it and then get your immediate thoughts and then go live and be like, all right, Nick, you just finished Avatar Mm -hmm. The Last Airbender. What did you think? Oh, I don't want to be like one of those content creators who's like the immediate out of the theater reaction to the new big movie. I don't want to be that guy. Hey, guys, Christian Harloff here with my immediate thoughts out of the theater. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. (laughs) You didn't say it. (laughs) You didn't say it, guys. You didn't say it. it wasn't it, him. it wasn't me. It wasn't me. So you caught me oh, in the God. theater. Wasn't me. Filming my new reactions. Wasn't me. Can you keep going? No. Can you do it? No. I no, can't. that's all you have. Okay. That was good. That was good improv. That was good stuff. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, so far so good with that show. Nice. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I thought what about else? rewatching it with you, about catching up to the four episodes. I honestly assumed you just would. I might. just figured you'd be watching along with me because it doesn't take much to get you to watch a couple episodes of that in a week, I feel like. Because I've been, in general, I've been wanting to rewatch it because I do like a yearly rewatch, right? But I, I, uh, I off, I've also been trying to get uh, the other group of people to catch back up to where we, or not catch back up, but to start up again where we left off. So I don't mm-hmm. know yet. We'll see. Jay keeps telling us we need to watch along. We're specifically not doing that because I'll be distracted when I watch the show. I'll do that for a reality TV show I don't care about, like Love is Blind. Like, I don't actually care about watching the show, but I have fun watching it with you guys. That's the whole point of, like, shows like that for me. Is like, I can only enjoy them if I'm just crapping on it with friends. But what are you doing, Manny? Uh, Four Horsemen. No, Bobby's asking how many episodes in he is. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Yeah. This is a show that because I actually want to care about it and I want to pay attention to it, I would not watch while I'm chatting with friends. I just would watch it on my own and then talk about it afterward, which is what I've been doing. Yes, which is why like we were just saying for him to watch uh, two episodes a week. A, because it's mm-hmm. feel like that's pretty fair to do. You get essentially yeah. one story arc in that amount of time, especially like the first episode. Those two are meant to be watching and then so on and so forth. There will be other like two part episodes that you can see yeah. in the show so yes two a week you should finish by before the end of the year i think that'll bring mm-hmm. you to like september or so yeah if i stay on pace which i think i'll be ahead of pace at some point yeah and yes we do uh, need to sorry. go finish uh love is blind love at is some blind. point yes we do well you've been away steph i'm blaming you whoa 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 don't blame steph hey now hey now don't blame steph okay so I think I had seen it by the time we did the last show, uh, which was the best of 2022, but I didn't mention it. I saw Megan, which is already on VOD. M3GAN. Uh, yeah, Mithrigan, if you want to call him that. Yeah, um, it's good. I had a lot of fun watching it. I don't want to say it's perfect, but it like does exactly what it sets out to do. It achieves the exact tone that it wants, and it does all that stuff effectively. And it was a very fun January horror movie, even though... I don't, like I'm, I'm sure you would technically call it a horror movie, but I feel like a lot of it isn't really a horror movie. I know slasher that people comedy. are very. I mean, yeah, slasher comedy. I think is kind of fair, even though it's PG thirteen, so the slashing is pretty tame, and there's not much of it. Um, it's mostly just Megan being creepy as opposed to anything else. But it's a fun movie, and if you have what twenty five bucks watching on VOD and you don't want to go to the theater, it's worth. I mean, I wouldn't say it's worth that, but you could do a lot worse than watching Megan. I don't like these quick theatrical windows, though, especially for a movie that's doing well like that one did. I don't get it, but 
I'm not an executive making those decisions. So what do I? Oh, uh, a movie that Elena actually watched today. Uh, it's on Peacock, the cock, if you will. Uh, the latest movie from Kevin Williamson, the writer who uh, wrote the good Scream movies, a lot of people would say. Mm-hmm. One, two, and four he wrote. Um, Sick, which is on Peacock. It's a movie about COVID, which immediately was a red flag for me until I saw that he wrote it. And I'm like, all right, fine. I love the Scream movies. I'll give it a, I'll give it a chance. And uh, when it's actually got the social commentary on COVID, I think it is. Uh, that, that's not where that movie shines most. I think it shines most at actually crafting really good, tense like suspense sequences and the characters are what they are. They're not particularly interesting or likable or layered or anything like that, but they work for this movie. And um, I think just the actual horror sequences really shine. I had a lot of fun with sick. You know, the best part, Manny, you want to the best part about this movie? What? It's 83 minutes with credits. Oh yeah. A nice 83. A tight 83. A nice 83 minutes. Really... It's like an hour 16 and then they roll credits. Nice. It's so good. Love to uh, see I loved it. Yeah. Sick is really good. I, I would say if you are a horror fan at all, if you like a good slasher, Sick is very good. Let's see what else. Oh, this is... I forgot that I randomly did this. I watched the original Resident Evil movie randomly one night. Hmm. Why? Have you seen any of those? <laughs> no. I don't know. I, I saw it on Netflix and you know how Netflix has like the one preview scene of something when you're hovering mm-hmm. over it? What, I don't even remember what the scene was, but I was like, this doesn't look half bad. And I've heard like the, if, of any of those Resident Evil movies, the first one is like the closest to being a good one. Hold on. uh, what's happening? Who did what there? <laughs> Thank you, Edith, for the raid of 10 viewers. Edith's rating. Okay. Hi, Trayvon again. And hello to anyone who's joining us. If you don't know me or Nick, uh, we host a podcast called Nick and Manny's Infinite Podcast, which you guys are listening to right now. We also play video games, um, usually either shooters or platformers or Nintendo Switch games. Um, so we hope you guys stick around and enjoy. If you want to give a follow, that's always appreciated. Um, if not, that's also cool. Just thanks for being here. Uh, we love to have you guys. Hello, all the Raiders, as Harley would say. Um, Go Raiders! Yes, yeah, so anyway. Go, no, fuck the Raiders. Not the, We don't like those Raiders here. Uh, but all the people who are in our chat right now, you guys are cool. I like you. Um, anyway, so the Resident Evil movie from 2002 um, is a 2002 relic, I would say. Um, but I actually kind of enjoyed it overall. Um, I don't even really have that many thoughts about it. I, I think it has just some good action sequences. As someone who doesn't really know the games that well, I know like names from the games. Like I know uh, like Raccoon City I've, I'm familiar with and some of the character names I know, but... Um, I don't know much about the games overall. I played seven a little bit, and that's my entire experience with the series. Um, so someone who doesn't know much about the series, that's probably probably one of the reasons why I didn't hate this movie. I actually thought it was okay, and uh, I don't think I'll watch it anymore, but I had a fun enough time watching Resident Evil from over 20 years ago now, which uh, probably makes a couple people feel old here, thinking about when that movie first came out. I remember like all the sequels coming out, but I was a little too young for, to remember that movie. I don't know if you remember all those coming out, but it felt like from like 2005 to 2013 we were getting either a resident evil or an underworld movie every year and i got them constantly mixed up yes i do remember because i didn't know anything about them i also got them mixed up (laughs) it's like i would look at the posters and they would look the same it was kate beckinsale on the posters or uh, amelia jovovich i don't know how her last name's pronounced but you pronounced it correctly they would i did let's go i think it's i think Uh, it's jovovich okay to me that's what it should be or that's what i feel like it should be but um yeah, I would just see those posters like in Blockbuster or wherever, and I would think they were interchangeable. Like I didn't know what was what. So that was like 
my reference point for Resident Evil for most of my life growing up until the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Thanks to Christian from the Wangers who uh, educated me a little bit on Resident Evil, just kind of learning about it through osmosis and watching some of his old streams of those games. But yeah, I don't think those games are for me. Um, horror games are not really my thing, but this movie was not so bad, I thought. You should play uh, You should play Dead Space. Play the Dead Space remake. It's great I should. from what I've seen. But in general, Dead Space itself is great. And I've seen nothing but good yeah. things about this. Bobby says they're so interchangeable. Okay. <laughs> I was I was I was giving them each a little bit of benefit of the doubt, thinking they might be a little more different than they looked as a kid, but uh I'll trust no, you guys looked, who actually experienced those. Yeah, they looked very similar back in the day. Yeah. <sighs> okay, let's see what else. Oh, so I watched a, not a whole franchise technically, but I watched You did. I like, saw oh, this. <laughs> yeah, I skipped the uh I skipped the Jeremy Renner one, but I watched the I watched the uh, Matt Damon Bourne movies again. I had watched all of them, um, including the runner one in 2016, right before Jason Bourne came out. Um, I had see, only seen all these once and uh, I don't didn't really have any memories of all of them. And so I went back and watched all the Matt Damon ones. I skipped Bourne Legacies, what it's called, the Jerry Renner one. That was my least favorite at the time. And I feel like I might actually like it more than I ended up liking Jason Bourne, the most recent one uh, this time around, because I was not really a fan of that one. But the first three, I think, are all really good. First one, I think, is great. Uh, Supremacy. The second one, I think, is pretty good. It's got some drawbacks, um, but Ultimatum is the one. That's definitely the best one, the third one. Um, I kind of hope they make another one just to, I mean, I feel like if you ever make kind of a stinker of a, of a sequel, like a late sequel like that, like Crystal Skull, this isn't necessarily a Crystal Skull level, but um, I, I just kind of want them to end on a better note than that because Jason Bourne feels very unimportant relative to the rest of the movies. It feels like the justification for it happening is incredibly weak, and I think it's just poorly written in general. Um, I don't really like how that movie treats a lot of its characters, but um, all in all, I love these movies. I think as a whole, Identity and uh, Ultimatum are really, really, really good. If you haven't seen the Bourne movies and you're a fan of action movies, especially um, from like the 2000 and 2020s, um, and you haven't seen Bourne, I think you should watch Bourne because they were also very influential on action movies. Like Bobby and I can tell you how James Bond basically became Bourne for a little bit with the with the first two Daniel Craig movies. Um, so yeah, I, I I think most of those movies are pretty good. It's my take on Bourne. I don't uh, know if you've seen any of them. The only one that I've quote unquote seen was Jason Bourne, and I saw that for a of friend's course. birthday, and I fell asleep in the theater. Uh huh. And and this was yeah, not like I, out of two p.m. or anything like that. It was like no, not it was like a six or seven p.m. showing or whatever. And I still wow. fell asleep. And I was like, eh, it's pretty mid. <laughs> but I yeah, watching asleep. it again, I cannot remember watching anything about that other than I don't remember the beginning of the movie. Then I fell asleep. Then I woke up and he was driving through a mall in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then I don't remember anything after that. I literally only remember a shot of him driving through a mall in Vegas. That was all. I spent the entirety of watching Jason Bourne this time around. Alicia Vikander is like the number two character in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot she I can't was in tell that. If she's tr- yeah, I legit can't tell if she's trying to do an, accent, an American accent or not in the entire movie. Because if she is, it's one of the worst attempts I've ever heard at doing an American accent. Like, I don't even know what, what region of America she's even going for with... If she's actually trying, which I'm not even 100% sure she is, I don't know what she's going for there. Uh, either way, it's not good. And uh, the movie as a whole is not great. It's got some moments. It's got a couple of good action scenes. But yeah, that's the weakest of the Matt Damon ones to me easily. Go watch Ultimatum and Identity. Honestly, just watch the first three. For Supremacy, 
is a little lower than than the other two, but it's still really good. So just watch the first three. Were they streaming on anything? I have them on Blu-ray. I don't know mm. if they're anywhere right now. Let me pull it up real quick. Gotcha. He's gonna pull that up. While he pulls that identity, up, I will mention. At least identity is on HBO Max. Sorry, go ahead. gotcha. While he pulls that up, I will mention. Um, y'all seen this Last of Us show? Now I myself have been very vocal about not loving the Last of Us game, but I do like that story a lot. And I think the show has been doing a really good job with it. Obviously, episode three has been getting the most attention so far, um, but it was also the biggest detour from the game, we'll say. But I did like the way that they used it to flesh out some other things. So go watch Last of Us on HBO. It's good. Yeah, I'm waiting to watch it until I play the games because I'm still on don't a do hashtag that. PS5 watch. Don't do that. I mean, I don't know. There, there, there's... There There's going to be enough of, overlap that I would like to experience the games first because they're I don't the know. Games. I feel like, like for, for me personally, I don't like the way The Last of Us plays and I like just getting the story. But that's just me personally. Yeah, I mean, I still like they're considered some of the best games of all time. Generally, I know they have a lot of haters, um, not necessarily calling you a hater, but obviously, especially the second one has a lot of the worst people online talking shit on it constantly. Um, I still want to play them just to experience them myself and then. Just because I don't like I know a lot of what those stories already have in them, but I don't want the show to give me any more information. Like, I just want to experience them and then go on to the show that adapted them. Like, I just want to have that experience with them before I do anything else, because I've been wanting to play the first one for it's going to be a decade this year now, and I haven't been able to. So I do at least want to experience it. And if I don't care for them, then I don't care for them. And then I'll watch the show. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just, you know, quick mentioning of that show that's been going on anything else been going on for shows i think it's just bad batch i don't care about that i wouldn't even classify that as going on i haven't seen anybody talk about it yeah i mean either it's been a wasteland i think watches it and that's it i know people in the discord watch it but it's still been a wasteland yeah Yeah, ramon's the only person i can think of that's been watching it for the record it's weird identity and supremacy the first two are on hbo max ultimatum is nowhere apparently um and jason Bourne is also nowhere so I, don't, I don't know why they're split up like that but ultimatum just nowhere interesting yeah it happens happens sometimes i remember when i watched the before trilogy uh the first two were on hbo and the third one was on stars and i had to log in with our cable account to watch it on stars and i'm like stars. why are they just not together like, yeah what's 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 the, the weird rights issues with this stuff like, i don't know i'm sure there's a reason for it but it's just annoying as a as a consumer to actually just want to watch everything and just not have everything there. You have some of it, but not but not all of it. It's very obnoxious. Which is why you buy physical. It's all in your bookshelf right there. Just yeah, I have them back there on the top shelf with the bees because I sort them alphabetically. The whole box set was there with all five of them, so I was just able to go right there and put the discs in. You see, I'm. This brings up a good point. We're and I'm only gonna harp on this for a little bit. Okay, so I sort okay. all of mine alphabetically that are singles, right? Then I'll go into collections. So, for instance, I have the Star Wars, like, six-movie Blu-ray set or whatever. So then I'll start, like, all my Blu-ray sets separately. So it'll be uh, Back to the Future, then John Wick, then Star Wars, like, so on and so forth. Is that weird to do? Because, I don't know, like, I I look at the singles, and I like the way the singles look, and then I don't really want the big, thick ones to be in those spots. I don't... I don't do that, but I also understand it. I um, so, like my really big box sets. Like, let's see if I can angle up real quick and see what's on top of the shelf. 
maybe. Yeah, so up there I've got like the Godzilla thing, which isn't going to fit anywhere. I've got a couple TV show box sets. I think I have one movie box set up there. Um, so like I'll keep those separate. Um, the really, really big ones that won't fit on the shelf or anything like that. But the other ones I have had to like kind of integrate with the rest of it. Like that big white one on the shelf there is uh, the James Bond collection, which is like the thickest box set I own. Mm. And I hate that it's integrated with the rest of everything right there. But I have enough stuff on top of the shelf, like the really special box sets or the really big stupid ones. Um, so I can't put it up there. Otherwise, I probably would. Um so yeah, I've had to kind of integrate them with the rest of everything else, which I don't always love, but I don't necessarily have the space to put a totally separate shelf just for box sets. Yeah. No, I completely, I get that. I get that. Just something that I'm, we were talking about yeah. it and I was like, huh, I should bring this up for some reason. I'm very, fa- like, I get very fascinated at how people organize their movies. I don't judge if people organize differently from me, but I have, like, my own system, and then every now and then, some, like, I'll buy something that disrupts the system in some way, and then I don't know what to do with it, and then how I handle it in my brain just kind of fascinates me. Like, do you have any, um, do you have any collections that are, like, from a director? Mm, let me see. Hold on. So, for example, the Cornetto trilogy, I don't know where to put it. I think I have it in E for Edgar Wright, um... Because I personally, we've, we talked about this, I don't consider those really a trilogy because they're so different. Like, they're not actually connected from movie to movie to movie as a coherent series. So I don't think of them as a trilogy, really. Like, I keep them together because that's how they're that's how they're boxed. But I put it for an E for Edgar Wright. Because elsewhere on the shelf, I have, like, a Martin Scorsese collection, which is, like, three discs, like, Goodfellas and Departed and The Aviator. So I have him in the M's, and I have, like, a Jim Carrey set. I have that in the J's. So, like, because I do that, I keep the the Cornetto trilogy and E for Edgar Wright just for some kind of consistency. Interesting. I would go C for Cornetto, but yeah. just the way different brains work. Uh, no, I don't have, like, any directors. The closest would be uh, Zemeckis was Back to the Future. Okay. But even then, yeah, it's just are, back to the future. It's just back to the future. Yeah. I yeah. have the set of the 4K set of those up there, too. I think mine are the 4K. Yeah, they're the 4K. Oh, I was going to mention um, one more real quick. Do it. It's just a fun one. You like flying, Manny? Oh, you're going to talk about plane? Spoiled it. Yes, I'm talking about plane. The uh, the Gerard Butler vehicle. See what I did there? Um, That came out a couple weeks ago. I, I saw it in theaters last week. And uh, I was riding a high after after I walked out of the theater there. I gave it four stars when I was walking out. <laughs> and I bumped it down to a 3.5. But talk about similar with Megan. Another movie that's so perfect at what it's trying to do that I just kind of loved it for that. Uh, that's that's plain for me. Uh, Jar Butler is, to me, such a charming screen presence. And I found him so incredibly likable in this movie in particular that he totally carried the movie. Because, like, the supporting cast is nothing special. Uh, the villains are all very, very cliche and kind of stereotypical, as you would expect from a movie like this. But he carries this movie on his back and gives it so much more than it deserves. And ultimately, I just had a total blast of a time at Plane. And, uh, yeah, it was just it was just fun. Like I, I, I would I would love a movie like this every year, or at least a couple of them. Just dumb action movies like that. But yeah, big fan of Plane. Isn't this what he does every year? Jar Butler, basically, but I haven't <laughs> seen a lot of those. Like I need to go back because like the whole section of film Twitter that like I have a lot of mutuals with, um, they love Gerard Butler. Like they really love Gerard Butler. He's like their favorite action star. And I used to think it was a totally ironic thing, but I watched this and I'm like <laughs> Is he just actually a good action star and his movies don't get the love they deserve? That's what I'm starting to think. <laughs> the only thing I can think of that Let's see. is good for Gerard Butler is the Dragons trilogy and 300. 
Yeah, 300 was what most people... I haven't seen 300 since it came out. I watched that as a nine-year-old, and I don't, like, I don't remember much from it. I remember thinking it was so cool because I was nine years old, but, like... What do you think about the Bounty Hunter starring him and Jennifer Aniston? Never saw it. I never saw it. I've seen maybe 10 minutes of it. I don't know. I look at his filmography and I'm like, I have no desire to watch any of these. Maybe Den of Thieves, yeah, I didn't when these like were coming okay out. things about. Mm-hmm. Like I hear Den of Thieves is good, but that's it. See, what's he what's he had lately? Greenland. Uh, was that? It, that is Master Chief. What? what P- Pablo Schreiber? Yeah, he's in Den of Thieves. Oh, OK. I don't think of him as Master Chief, even though he is the live action Master Chief. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah, Master Chief, I'm like, in. Steve Downs? Um, <laughs> that'd be funny yeah uh have you seen any of the uh has fallen movies nope. olympus has fallen L- london i saw the i saw olympus the first one and i remember liking it i remember it looking very kind of muddy and grainy if i recall which i didn't really care for um but i liked that movie when i was if that came out 2013 maybe i liked it when i was 15 yes it was 2013 um and i saw the first how train a dragon i've never seen the other ones i need to rewatch all those because it's been a long time since i saw the first one even so mm. Yeah, the filmography is uh doesn't look great on paper, but I kind of want to go back and watch these now. To be honest with you, a lot of this. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. Plane's fun. Nick, is it that okay. time? I think it's that time. God, I really hope these these graphics work correctly. Okay, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the music. Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, we got music. Down. Yeah, yep, yeah, we got the. There we go. Go play it on Twitch. I need to hear what this music is. Gonna bring it down to here. There we go, guys. Welcome to the second annual Nuckies, everyone. Here today is your host, Nick Reeves, for the second annual Nuckies. Nick, take it away. Hi, folks. It's been a whole year since the last Nuckies. I don't. I didn't remember the exact date. It's been about a year. Uh, it's the same day that we talked about Book of Boba Fett, one of the most packed episodes we've ever had. And I uh, went back and listened to it and some of the worst audio quality that we've also ever had on that particular episode. Um, anyway, go back and listen to that one, even though I just totally sold you on never listening to it again. This is a great start. I'm doing great. Anyway, this is the second annual Nuckies, and the Nuckies, as I believe you officially coined them, Manny. I don't think I had a title for them last year when we started it. This is um, true. Yeah, I think I think we can, we can give you the credit for that one. So the Nuckies are uh, my award show where I come up with a bunch of categories. I think I have 12 or 13 total categories here. Um, just some... Some silly, some fun uh, ideas for categories about movie. I think it's all movie related movies that came out in 2022, giving my own personal awards to combat the Oscars, which we didn't talk about the Oscar nominations at all. We did I not. don't think we I don't think we care. I, I really don't. Not really. I really don't have that many thoughts on them. I've seen most of the movies and I think I generally like those movies, but I don't really care about the Oscars. So had nothing to really say about the movies themselves. Uh, but we might have some overlap in terms of those uh, movies appearing in certain categories on this list. Without any further ado, are you ready? I'm ready. You ready to announce the first category? Yeah. If you want to, uh, if you want to put the graphic, graphic here we up, go. The first category, the category is the Elena Award. The precise name is the Elena Will Kill Me If I Don't Mention These Movies At Least Once Award, and we have a couple nominees. So I will list all the other nominees, and then I will I will finish by naming the winner. The uh, first batch of nominees for the Elena Will Kill Me If I Don't Mention These Movies At Least Once Award. We got Babylon, which you mentioned earlier, one of Elena's favorites of last year. We have uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is another one of their favorites, not one of my favorites, as we have discussed before. 
We have Turning Red, one of their favorite animated movies of last year, which I liked, but was nowhere near either of our lists now that I can, now that I think about it. I think you actually mentioned it last week and I didn't, but um, yeah, that's another one. Decision to Leave, which is one that I loved from this past year uh, from uh, Park Chan-wook, which was uh, robbed of a uh, Best International Feature nomination at the Academy Awards. So we have those, but the winner, the, the uh, movie that I very controversially placed at number 13 on my top movies of uh, 2022, we've got Nope, because I can't go too long without mentioning Nope, or else Elena's going to kill me. So uh, the winner of the, inaug- of the inaugural Elena Award is Nope from uh, Jordan Peele in 2022. So there you go. There you go. Nope. Congrats to you. You have won. The Elena will kill me if I don't talk about this movie award. Uh, congratulations to Monkey Paw Studios, to Daniel Kaluuya, <laughs> to Kiki Palmer, to everyone involved, especially to Gene Jackie. Congratulations to all of you. We now move on to the next category, which is the Is That a Monkey Award. Yeah, speaking of Monkey Paw, so the Is That a Monkey Award is uh, going to go to the movie with the best use of a monkey from 2022. So honorable mention goes to the Fablemans, which if you saw the movie, you will remember that they adopt a monkey at a certain point in the movie. I believe it's a coping mechanism for uh, Sammy Fableman's mother in the film. She adopts a monkey because it makes her laugh. But that's not going to be the winner because the winner for the best monkey award or the Is That a Monkey Award, I should say, is uh, Nope again for Gordy. Uh, shout out to Gordy from Nope. One of the best monkeys of the year. Oh, Easily one Gordy. of the top monkeys of the year. Gordy. Nope is sweeping these awards right now. Congratulations on your award, Gordy. We hope Congratulations that you take it to in Gordy. stride and you don't go and kill <laughs> another people on set. Congratulations on your award. Go crazy tonight, but not too crazy. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next category. Gordy. We have the the Discourse oh. Award. Oh. The Discourse Award. The movie that had the most annoying discourse from 2022. You know, we got some heaters in here. I think last year's winner, I had Eternals. Um just because people didn't show up about that movie on Twitter no, did for you like not have six licorice months pizza? before it came out. No, that was nominee, but mm. I gave it to Eternals because like on my own timeline, I I could like every day for like six months after the first trailer came out, I could not stop seeing stuff about that movie. Anyway, that's that's last year. This is this year. So the nominees for the Discourse Award, we've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I created my own dis- uh, discourse in the Discord about that by accidentally inadvertently spoiling something major from that movie. Um, and then I saw people turned on that movie really quickly. I noticed about a month or two after, I don't know if you saw the same stuff on Twitter, but people seem to hate that movie now after it was pretty warmly received in the first month or two. I don't know if you saw the same stuff I did, but I've seen a lot of, uh, chat about that movie and a lot of it has not been good. Not the winner here, but I saw a decent amount of discourse about it. Uh, another one we have is uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, people keep doubting James Cameron for some stupid reason. They thought this movie was going to flop and uh, it did anything but. I think it's up to at least number four of all time at the box office. It crossed $2 billion. Uh, James Cameron keeps winning and all the haters are in the mud again. But we had a couple months of discourse about that movie and uh seems like the worst of it has passed. But it's going to pick back up again at the end of next year when the third movie comes out. But the winner something that's been nominated for another award already we have everything everywhere all at once you knew it was going to be this one right yikes 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 don't love to see yeah. that a lot a lot of people have uh had a lot of takes about this movie this movie wins this award just because it's the only movie i can remember that had its directors say to its biggest supporters please stop being a dick to people online about this movie so uh i think it wins just by default because of that it's independent of what I think of the movie or what anybody else thinks of the movie. It's basically just the fact that um, it, it got so bad that the directors had to tell people to stop supporting their movies so much. So I'm going to I'm going to say that's the winner of the discourse award for this year. 
that's uh that's a uh, yikes for everything everywhere all at once i don't know if you want to accept that award or if we should just give it to to one of the other people but there you go guys there's the award for the discourse award going on to the next category we have the we get it award so what do you think is uh, the idea behind this award manny i think the idea behind this is the movie that is really good but you also like don't love it it's like the yeah we get it It, it's good but you don't really care for it you could not be more wrong there buddy oh okay uh the uh, the we get it award is the movie with the most blatant social commentary from 2022 the movie that was so obvious with what it was trying to say um so we have a couple nominees here we're gonna start with bodies 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 it uh, had a lot of thoughts about young people and millennials and how they're obsessed with making hashtag content in certain situations and the way they communicate with each other and everything like that uh, basically how shallow young people are. And there was a lot of that in that movie. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Now, these last three are somewhat interchangeable in their overall ideas. The first one, a uh, a Best Picture nominee from this year, we have Triangle of Sadness, which is about rich people being terrible. I don't know if you know this, but rich people are kind of terrible, Manny. Did you even and, see uh, the movie? I have not, <laughs> I have not seen this movie. The, uh, the trailer turned me off. I might end up watching it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's... Covering a lot of similar ground as the next two movies on this list, which the uh, chat knows where I'm going here. Uh, next up, we have The Menu, another movie about how rich people are terrible. It's got a little more attached to it, sort of talking about like artist versus critic and stuff like that. There's some decent stuff in there, I think, that's explored, but it covers a lot of the, simil- a lot of the same ground as this one does. But uh, the winner, yes, yeah, you got it, Manny, is Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Um, yeah, we know rich people are bad. We have a whole two-hour movie saying that rich people are not just bad. They're also dumb. Did you know they're also dumb? The glass on yawn. No, I'm I'm not. I'm not doing that voice. That's all you, buddy. OK. Um, Yeah. So Glass Onion is going to be the winner there for uh, the We Get It Award, because about five minutes into that movie, I, w- I was already like, yeah, I get it. I get it. You're just going to do the same thing over and over again with these characters, aren't you? Which they did. So that's that's what I'm going to that's what I'm going to go with there. All right, Ruin Johnson, congratulations on your award. I hope you enjoy it and you take it and you put it next to your Emmy for uh, the Fly episode that you directed at Breaking Bad. Going on to... Go back to Star Wars, please. Going on to the next award, we have the Overplayed Trailer Award. I'm assuming this is (laughs) an award for the trailer that was the most overplayed in a theater. Got it. I'm so proud of you, buddy. How did you possibly get that? Let's see. What is Uh, it So we have a couple nominees here. I thought this would be easier than it ultimately was. I went to the movies like 50 times last year, and I kind of struggled to actually come up with the ones that I found to be really, really obnoxiously overplayed. I think part of it's that I show up to the movies later than I used to, so I'll show up with only a couple trailers left playing at any showtime that I go to. Um, so I think that helped in that regard. But I have a couple nominees here. First one was Lightyear, because I remember at the end of last year and then beginning part of this year, pretty much right up until the movie came out, I feel like I saw a Lightyear trailer at basically any movie that I went to. I could not, and I didn't even think the movie looked bad, and I ultimately liked the movie once I saw it, but I feel like I saw the, the trailer for that for Lightyear, basically every movie I went to, whether it was tangentially related to Disney or not, I feel like I saw Lightyear trailers constantly. Next one we have is Bullet Train, which was another one that I feel like leading up to its release I saw constantly in theaters, and that trailer I was not nearly as much of a fan of. Um, I didn't really care for how that movie looked. I ended up seeing it and thinking it was okay overall, but it annoyed me in the ways that I figured it would annoy me. Um, so Bullet Train's not the winner here, it's another nominee. So the winner, can you guess what the winner is going to be? Is it a man called Otto? <laughs> no. Damn it. That's kind of I kind of bled over into this here. I it helps if the trailer is good or if I think the movie looks okay, which I think that movie looks like it looks sweet. It looks fine. 
Um, I think our friend Arcadio gave it three and a half stars. I could not stand. But, uh, the, I could not stand that trailer. Every time, every well, time you're trailer, not white. Every time that trailer ends, and he looks over, he's like, "I have a cat now," and he does a little <laughs> eyebrow raise, like, whoa, "I have a cat." He has a cat oh, now. Whoa. Oh well. Go ahead. <laughs> so the winner. This movie was nasty, Manny. The winner is Black Adam for the most overplayed trailer. Could not, could not see. I can't even talk. I saw way too much of this movie before it came out. The fucking musical sting when the uh, when the title comes up the at the end, it's still in my head. It has not left my head for months and months and months. Uh, yeah, the BK com- don't talk about the BK commercial in my presence. I see, in my presence. I see you in the chat. Um, yeah, fuck the Rock says stuff. This movie uh, might have tanked the Rock's career. <laughs> Um, it seems like he has not had a good couple months and he's about to relaunch the XFL. So, you know, it's going to only go up from there. Um, yeah, I could not stand the uh, Black Adam trailer. We obviously have our own uh, inside jokes about that trailer, uh, making fun of some people uh, who liked that movie and who liked the trailer. But yeah, that mo- that movie never looked good. And the trailer was ridiculously overplayed. So it wins the overplayed trailer award. But Nick, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe was supposed to change. And it did. And it did. Just not in the way he wanted it. Did, it did, just not in yeah. <laughs> All right. Going on to the next award. We have the the needle scratch award. I have a feeling I know which one this is, but go ahead. Okay. Uh the needle scratch award for the worst use of music in a movie. So uh, I have two nominee, or I have a nominee and a winner. If you want to guess either of them, go ahead. Never mind. I thought you meant this literally, as in which movie had the best needle scratch. And oh. I was going to say The Fablemans at the end with David Lynch. But go ahead. Oh, that's right. Okay, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. So uh, the worst uses of music in a movie. So we got Black Adam again because they play Paint It Black and Black Adam, from what I understand. Didn't watch that movie. I'm not going to watch that movie. But the fact that they did that is uh, I love incredibly on-the-nose music that gets used in movies just because it has a title that's the same as what the movie's going for, um, and that was never a case of that. I think I nominated uh, Zombie uh, from Army of the Dead last year for something similar, did. so yeah. So I, I just get a kick out of when movies do that for no other reason than they have a, a, a similar word in the title. But the winner for this, and it hurts me because it's from a band that I really do love and I've loved for a long time, the winner of this is the entirety of Thor Love and Thunder for its usage of some of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs. <laughs> okay, it just uses Guns N' Roses songs for no real reason, just just in the trailers and just throughout the movie. And I love those songs, but I'm like, what, why is it? Why are you doing this? Why you got to be like this? Yeah, I, I love these fair. songs and you're making me not care about these songs. I do like those songs and I would agree with the use of them in the movie yeah. itself. Not good. Yeah. Yeah, not good. All right. On to the next award, we have the Needle Drop Award, which I'm going to assume is the best use of a the song. good, Yeah, the good music. Yes. Yeah, the best use of music in a movie. So our honorable mentions, we have Something in the Way in the Batman, which was both in the trailer and used twice in the movie itself. I dig the song. I dig its usage in the movie. I think it really fits the vibe of the movie. So a good use of music for me. The other honorable mention uptown funk in sonic the hedgehog 2 <laughs> in that dance sequence when they're in where were they iceland greenland they're, Something they're like in somewhere that. in europe and there's a whole like 15 minute dance battle of with sonic and tails against a bunch of people at a bar and yeah. it's to uptown funk <laughs> and uh i've always kind of liked that song and that sequence is stupid and it's way too long and it doesn't need to be in the movie but i got a kick out of it nonetheless so the winner you have any guesses here I want it to be It's Gonna Be Me in uh, Turning Red, but I don't think it's going to be that. 
I don't think any of you guys are going to get this, and it's incredibly obvious once I say it. Okay. The, be- the uh, best use of music in a movie this year is Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins and Top Gun oh, Maverick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. that's I mean, come on. Obvious. How could it not be? It's so good. It gave yeah. me goosebumps in the theater hearing that song again. Like, it's so good. It's so perfect for that movie, and it's a great way to open the movie. I love, I love that song. I love that movie. You guys know. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yep. It, it is a banger. All right. Okay. On to the next category. We have the literal title award. <laughs> <laughs> this one might be self-explanatory. It's the movie with the most literal title, the movie that lives up to the exact wording of its title the best. So a couple honorable mentions. First one I watched today, which is women talking. Let me tell you, there's a lot of women talking and women talking. Uh, the movie's decent overall, uh, but that's pretty much entirely what the movie is. So it lives up to the title. So good for it. Uh, other honorable mention, Dog with uh, Chang Tatum. It has a dog in it, and it's kind of the main character of the movie. So congratulations to Dog for making it on this list. But the winner, ooh, Lena mentioned Smile. I should have thought of Smile. I forgot about Smile. I'm sorry. But the winner, movie that uh, I kind of forgot came out last year. I keep saying that I forget this movie came out. Moonfall. The moon falls in Moonfall. So props to Moonfall for being the winner of the literal title award. There you go. Moonfall, congratulations on your award. Uh, be sure to message Nick on Twitter and he'll schedule a way to send that out to you guys. Yes. On to the next award. We have. Hold on. The. That's oh, yeah. That movie award, which may also be Moonfall. We'll see. <laughs> For the movie you totally forgot came out this year. So a couple uh, nominee- nominees or honorable mentions before that. We have Uncharted. We we heard about this movie for like a decade before it actually came out. Had a bunch of directors, bunch of actors attached. And it finally came out in like February. And it did really well. But I haven't heard anybody talk about it since it came out. So uh, Uncharted's going to go there. Kind of came and went, after, especially considering all the hype and talk that had led up to it before it came out. It kind of came over like a wet fart, basically. Damn, sounds so, like me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing one, bobby there's that laugh again um so we also have the adam project on uh i think it, it was that a netflix movie that was net netflix yes it was a streaming movie i, yes, I think that's the ryan reynolds um, one ryan reynolds i think sean levy made it sean um, levy did it yeah I was, I was looking back i was looking back through 2022 on letterboxd and uh I totally forgot about this movie. I got I got this and um am I do I have the other movie on Project? No, 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 no. No, another Netflix movie from later in the year. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about I the get, Owen Wilson one with the same kid. No, no, no. I get this and the gray man mixed up. I can't remember oh, which is which. It's okay. like Underworld and Resident Evil. <laughs> gotcha. Um I don't have the gray man on the list though for some reason. Um another movie I'll mention. These last three are all movies I saw in theaters this year. Um Three Thousand Years of Longing, directed by George Miller. <sighs> I saw this in theaters, thought it was okay, and uh, I haven't thought about it since. It's just a very strangely structured movie, and I didn't really care too much for it, and I legit forgot about it, so that had to go on the list. Another one, which you might disagree with, but Studio 666. Okay. I kind of forgot it existed. It's another one that I looked back through the list of movies I saw in theaters, and uh, I was like, I forgot that movie happened. And I've forgotten a lot of the details from it, because again, I didn't think it was that great, but that is also on the list. But the winner, of course, folks, is Moonfall because I uh, legit forgot it came out, like completely. And I saw it in theaters as part of a double feature with Licorice Pizza that day. And uh, somehow I still forgot about the whole experience I had. I saw that movie like at an advanced screening, too. And I still forgot that movie happened. (laughs) I saw it like two weeks before it came out. (laughs) And uh, yeah, 
a movie that I saw in advance as part of a double feature, which is like a different type of movie going day than I usually have. And uh, yeah, just totally forgot. There you go. Moonfall wins the uh, Oh Yeah, That Movie Award. Moonfall, congrats on your second win. Like I said, be sure to contact Nick and he'll send that over. On to the next award. We have, oh, whoopsies, hold on. The Go Away Award, right? Yes. We have the Go Go Away Away Award. Award. What do you think this is? Hmm. I don't know if you'd say Elvis, but that's my go away award. What What do you think the uh, What do you think the child of the award means? Mm, I don't know. I feel like it's maybe the movie you never want to hear about again, or like either mm. movie or actor that you never want to hear or see again. You're kind of on the right track. So that it's the movie with guess. the most cursed or toxic vibe to it. Just like. When I think about it, it's like only bad associations with it for one reason or another. So we're going to start with a movie that caused a lot of drama uh, in August and September. We got Don't Worry Darling, which the uh, drama surrounding that movie totally overshadowed anything that actually happened in the movie itself. Uh, But this one's not as bad as the other movies here. Uh, So the next one, we have Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, I think it's called the third one. For obvious reasons, that brand is 100% tainted for the for the rest of its life. And uh, this movie did so poorly that they canned the franchise entirely. Um, so that movie is cursed and toxic forever. But the winner, because this movie tried so hard, yeah, Manny got it. This movie tried so hard to win Oscars and to be relevant, and it packed so many stars in it, and it totally failed, totally bombed, is uh, Amsterdam by David O. Russell. This movie has such a stacked cast that my parents are like, Do you, have you seen the cast in this movie? And they watched it, and then they were like, it wasn't that good. Like, not even normies like this movie. No one I've No one I know that has seen this movie remotely thought this movie was good. It it put every possible star in it, but the director is, like, such poison, pretty much. Like, to work with, not just to work with, but, like, as a person, obviously, if you look into David O. Russell, he's a terrible fucking human being. So everything about this movie is cursed and toxic, and for that, Amsterdam wins that award. <laughs> Next award, the Death of Cinema Award. Black Adam, <laughs> I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now, Black Adam. Okay. The Death of Cinema Award, the movie made to piss me off the most is the uh, criteria there. There you go, folks. So this is where The Gray Man came up. The Gray Man and Adam Project are both here. Two streaming movies with obnox, obnox, obnoxious, obnox, I can't even say it, obnoxious shtick. That's that's why I couldn't say it. Um, that I could that annoyed the absolute hell out of me before they came out. So those both get nominated. Bullet Train is another one, that same kind of annoyingness that it just really doesn't work for me. It is not my vibe at all. Just that that very fast, quippy dialogue that I don't care for. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder uh, for having like a 0% success rate on all the jokes in the movie. And it's a long movie and it's constant jokes and none of them really landed for me. I really did not enjoy watching that movie. But the winner is going to be my worst movie of the year. Part of a franchise that I love at least two entries from. And it has not had a good one since the second one for my money. Jurassic World Dominion is going to be the is going to win the Death of Cinema Award. This movie still cracked a billion worldwide somehow. I don't know how people keep enjoying these movies. This one was maybe the worst in the entire franchise. I don't know what to say beyond that. It's just awful. I honestly forgot Jurassic World came out last year. <laughs> that's 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 your oh yeah that movie award. Yeah. All right. Second to last award we have the In the Heights Award. Top Gun Maverick, calling it now. It's Top Gun. The movie I'm most likely to watch 14 times in a year uh, was what that award was named for, for Manny. Uh, Jackass Forever was a nominee. Uh, I just find that movie, I've seen it twice now, very, very easy to watch. I can put that on anytime and have just a fun, casual night watching that movie. 
Um, Avatar The Way of Water, I just know I'm going to watch it a lot just because I watch, I've seen the first one, I think five or six times now, most of those in the last couple of years. Um, and The Way of Water, I loved even more. So I'm looking forward to watching that many times in my life, despite it being three hours long. Um, maybe a surprising one here. I think I'm going to watch Nope a lot in my life. I just have a feeling I'm going to watch Nope a lot because I really liked it this this uh, second time around. I think I'm going to like it more and more. And uh, I found it very watchable. There's a couple things I don't care for, which we've talked about already. But I think once I buy it on Blu-ray, I'm going to watch it fairly frequently by my own standards. But yeah, the winner is Top Gun Maverick, the only movie I've ever seen three times in theaters. So, yeah. and I got the uh, got, got the 4K for Christmas. We're gonna do a commentary of it sometime soon. Uh, you you would agree with my assessment on Top Gun, I think. Yeah, it'll be Top Gun. That's yep. gonna be the correct answer. Did I send I sent you the final graphic? Right? Yes, I have it here. Okay, all right, folks. The final graphic is the Shut Up Knuckle Board, <laughs> which is gonna be. I'm gonna take a guess right now. It'll be. <laughs> Now, I know that this won't be the exact way that he's going to say it, but this is the way that I'm going to word it. It's the movie that Nick kept posting things uh, either intentionally or just because he found something funny about it that annoyed me the fuck so much that I never want him to bring it up again. Uh, It's not movie related. Okay. It's going to be the most overused knuckisms or just things I do a lot to the point of annoying people. Okay. So the honorable mentions, I, I consulted with a couple group chats about this just to see what I say the most. Um, so honorable mentions, what do I do with my night? I just go in Safari <laughs> Zone in our Discord and when I don't know what I'm going to do with my evening and be like, someone please tell me what to do. And then I ignore everything everyone tells me until I figure out what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, so that was one. Uh, this panda is hidden. Whenever I have Panda Express, which is pretty frequently, uh, I will usually comment on the quality of the panda. Sometimes it's not that great. When I'm out of town for work and I get panda on the road, it's usually not that great. They, uh, It feels stale or they give me less food than they should. So I don't always love it then. But if it's if it's a day like today where I had a really good batch of Panda Express, I'll say this panda is hidden and I go quite a bit. Um, sorry to hear that is something I love to say. Uh, basically, whenever whenever anyone talks about something that I don't like, or if they're going to watch a movie I don't care for, or whatever it is, I just say, sorry to hear that. And it probably comes off very condescending, but that's kind of the point. This is one that I think Arcadio mentioned in our in our group chat. How we doing, folks? That's another thing where I don't know what to say. I'll just pop in and ask people how they're doing, which to me doesn't seem like a bad thing, but I apparently say it a lot. Uh, this this is the one Manny thought would win. He's white. <laughs> um, I did, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't even say it. We're referencing Elvis, folks. The the infamous Elvis scene, if you don't know about it, where uh, Colonel Tom Parker, Parker, whatever his name is, yeah, Tom Hanks's character learns that Elvis is white, and uh, the movie has about a thirty second rapid fire editing sequence of Tom Hanks learning and and putting the pieces together that Elvis is actually white, and he learns how he can market him, and uh, it's been memed to death now. And I just I don't even send any words. I just send the picture of Tom Hanks saying he's white, and that's all I have to do. And Manny hates it. He wants me to never, ever do it again. Just because I hate that movie. I don't hate the movie, <laughs> but I just, I can't stand Tom Hanks in that role. And that entire sequence is just like, that's the thing, sir. He's white. <laughs> and then the, the, he, he's white. Cody Smith McPhee really got out of that whole thing scot-free. Tom Hanks got all the negative attention for that one. Yes, I don't care about Cody Smith McPhee. Just go on yeah, to the yeah, next project. Fine. You're good. Just yeah. go. <laughs> Okay, those are the nominees, but the winner is me sending uh, tweets from the fucked up looking foods account to people and ruining their days. 
This is the thing that I think I should probably stop doing, but I have not stopped doing. I don't send it publicly in the Discord anymore, but I do send it to all of my friends, particularly in one DM. You guys know who you are, and I will send at least one a day from that account. Or other similar things, like uh, Tipsy Bartender, uh, if you guys know who he is. He makes awful, awful concoctions of food and drinks on TikTok and YouTube, I think. I will send those videos into that group chat as well. And they hate me and I think also love me for it. I'm not I'm not sure which one uh, which one they fall on. Depends on who you ask, I think. But it's probably my worst qualities that uh, I still send those to this day. I like the tipsy I bartender stopped. drinks. <laughs> you like tipsy bartender? Not, okay. not, not the drinks, but the videos. Just because I like to just see things pour and pour into the little concoction that he makes <laughs> fucked up foods get that out of here please kill it with fire get it away from there's a me. couple on there that i'm like this doesn't actually look bad and i don't know why they thought it was fucked up occasionally they do have one and i'm like why do you think this is really fucked up i'm curious but 99 percent of them are awful like the the cheese i sent with the hair on it that's probably the worst thing i've ever sent yeah no i think straight I, up was the worst thing i've ever sent i i blocked and muted that account because it's just <laughs> So bad. So bad. Not even like, yeah. a, oh, my God, look at this. It's just horrific. It needs to die. Kill it with fire. I don't know why the person running that account keeps running it <laughs> and the joy that they get out of that. How can you be that miserable of a person to keep posting those things every single day of like, oh, yeah, here's the here's another fucked up food. Like, really? This is what you like to do with your time? <laughs> is that? <laughs> I broke you. I'm sorry. This is kind of my fault, isn't it? It's okay. I'm glad I don't get those. Yeah. I feel sorry yeah, I, for the I, people I, that do. They also kind of encourage me to keep doing it, I think. Except Jay, apparently. It's awful. I blame them. I'm going to blame them for making Jamie to do this, because I'm not going to stop until that account gets taken down. Oh, my God. Let's, let's see what they got going on that account right now. Oh, no. I'm not... Guys, looks like some uh, chocolate covered pickles, maybe. What else? We got? Thank you for, thank okay, you for right, joining yeah. us for the Nuckies, everyone. Congratulations to uh, all the winners and to all, to all the, the losers, winners, yeah. which is everyone in that chat. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so sorry for you <laughs> that you have to deal with that uh, every day. Yeah, I love all of you. Thank you for indulging me. For that whole award show, not just for the uh, not just for the fucked up foods, but for that entire bit that we just did. Those are the second annual Nuckies, folks. Be sure to join us next year when Nick maybe <laughs> changes a bit. We'll see. Oh, oh, I have one for next year. Ooh, OK. Yeah, we'll talk privately. Well, I mean, for you to add to your list of Nick, shut up. Oh, OK, OK. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to say it, you can. Uh, yeah, the one I'm going to go with is when Nick complains about either a dress code, having to dress nice, mm. having to put pants on, having to put on a button shirt, but remotely even dressing up. That That's what I'm going to put in the Nick shut up category for next year. Okay. Bro puts, on two, bro puts on two pairs of basketball shorts to be warmer. No, I don't. Isn't that what you said? Or that you put basketball I had to do that out of necessity pants. in Vegas. That was the only time I did that. In Vegas. Vegas, yeah. folks. Yeah. In July. I don't do that in, normally. I'm sorry, in June. In June. Get it right. Yeah, right before my birthday. In June. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm not going to stop, though. Absolutely not. <laughs> out of necessity. I have a year. I'm only going to get worse before the next Nuckies. 
God. Folks, we'll see if we make it to next year at this rate. We'll see. Anyway, folks, thank you for indulging me for that whole segment. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it too, guys. I don't have much else to do, folks, or do not. What am I saying? I don't have much else to say. Nick, do you have okay. anything else that you want to say or mention? I don't I don't think so. Just want to thank everyone again for joining us. Hope the show was fun. I got a burp again. Bring it full circle. You go burp there again. There we go. I did. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I hope you guys had fun with us tonight, and uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks, maybe with some good Super Bowl news about my boys. Yeah, that, that's two the weeks. hope. What's next week? Two next weeks. week is the Grammys. That's what it is. Sunday is the Grammys. Also the Pro Bowl, if that's your thing, this Sunday. Yeah, that is not my thing. So I will not. Be, it's not even my thing. I will not. Be not even my watching thing. them. Although Neither Rihanna's performing, guys, two weeks until Rihanna performs again. <laughs> we may see. We may hear new music. Probably unlikely. But we can hope, can't we? You can hope. Exactly. But for now... I'll be watching the actual football. Yeah, I will. I'll watch the football, but I'm there for the halftime show. Of course. You're one of those people. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I don't like four-hour football games. I don't know what to tell you. You should. No. You should, though. (laughs) Even though it's in my state, no. (sighs) Can't believe you. Manny oh, L, honestly. Nah, that's common Manny W, if you ask me. Sure. Whatever but you say, bud. We will see you guys on the next episode, which will be in a couple weeks, probably. Hope you guys have mm-hmm. a good one. We'll see you later. Bye, guys. Love you guys. Bye.